Welcome back. It's time for your favorite sports podcast. By fans, for fans. The Horn Brothers are here. It's time to sound the horn. Alright, welcome back. How you guys doing? We're all here. Ben, Danny, Riley, we're all here for the week. I know we're a little later trying to get things up. Danny's in Seattle working, so he's a little uh, lost, doesn't have the microphone, kind of, he, he forgot things. It's what happens when we have real lives. But uh, we're, we're here, we're excited. We had a big week one of college, of NFL. Uh, we got a little bit of baseball we want to talk about, and then obviously a really exciting weekend of college football. We had some upsets, we had three top 10 teams losing, you know, I mean, it was, it was, it was a great weekend of football. If you sat and watched football Saturday and Sunday and didn't leave the couch, you probably had a good weekend. So sounds like, uh, I didn't quite get to do that, but almost. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get to watch much football at all. I'll be honest. I was, uh, reliving the glory days of college baseball and throwing my arm out for a few innings. So I had a pretty fun weekend, but I, I was keeping up on games as we were going and it was, it was quite the weekend of, of football and so i kind of wish i had been able to sit and watch some of those games a little more danny how yeah, you doing in seattle say, here's here's my current mood celebrate good times everybody obviously that's because you know byu beat baylor Dodgers clinching the division again. It's it's a celebration up in here, right? Are like you we, celebrating for your big week one fantasy football loss too in the Sound the Horn hey. Ultimate League? Do we want to oh, – we'll talk about that a little bit later because only one of the three brothers got yeah. a big dub this weekend. And, uh, yeah, you're listening to him talk right now. So uh, Danny may be like, you, oh, you I outscored you, but it doesn't matter. It's who you play, and I got a dub. I'm 1-0. He's 0-1. That's how it works. Y'all know how it is. All right, let's move on. Well, fantasy, fantasy, but my my real sports teams that I cheer for were winning, you know. So you know, which fantasy? Fan- that's your your fantasy team's the only one you have control over to do anything. So obviously, that says yeah, something the, about you, which is personally. why I'm not in control of things. That's right? why. <laughs> which is why you don't control the real teams. Got it. All right, let's 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 move on, and we're going to talk first week one NFL. We had some great games. Uh, Riley, what do you think, what, what game stood out to you as far as uh, a quality football game that you saw this weekend or something you took away? Um, well, first off, before we talk about the good, can I talk about the fact that no team in the AFC South won a game this week and two of them were playing each other? How great is that, right? That's like, like what? <laughs> Come on. Okay. And I had, I mean, I had to talk about that. Like, that's just scary. Anyways, what are the Colts um, doing? Like, they're going to punt from like their own 50 with 45 <laughs> seconds left or a minute left or whatever it was. Like, right. are you, you're just giving up and saying, play, all right, playing the best for the tie, baby. The tie, like, Come on, that man solid, up. strong tie, baby. Let's kiss our sister. That's the best we can do. Gosh, right. soccer players. All right. Anyways, um, I mean, there was a lot of good games that happened. I, I think I pull away that like some of the teams that maybe we started sleeping on are are as powerful as as we probably should have respected them to be. Right. Um, 
you know, the chiefs just went out and made a joke of the Cardinals a little bit. And I'm going to be honest, I kind of was like, well, the chiefs are going to be good, but you know, they might go down a little bit. They're not showing any signs of that except for, you know, maybe their defense isn't going to be as strong as it, as it could be. But I mean, they still only gave up 21 points when, and a lot of that much... was a lot of that was garbage time too. Right, oh, right, yeah. where there's not much pressure. So, I mean, the Chiefs are going to be scary good this year, and I think there's a lot of other teams that you know, I the Saints. I think, I mean, they were they they played a good game. I'm, I'm not. I never really thought of the Saints as being a contender. And I don't think they will be a big contender, but I think they're better than maybe I thought they were. So, um, overall, it was a pretty pretty good week of football and um, a lot of good games. A lot of interesting stuff and a lot to look forward to in the NFL season. Okay. So you did some teams that we should have not, that maybe we slept on. I'm going to kind of go the other way and I'm going to look at some teams that, you know, we may have given some love to that, you know, after week one, I think that maybe they didn't deserve that love. First of all, let's start off with Riley's uh, Super Bowl pick. I think with those San Francisco fighting 49ers, my, how do you, my Super Bowl pick was the bills, bud. That okay. was Danny's Super Bowl pick. So let's let's. I thought you had the Bills versus here. the Niners. I had Bills Packers. Thank oh, you. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So let's we'll we'll talk about <laughs> yours then in a minute, and we'll okay. move to Danny's NFC team. Those fighting 49ers, because they looked absolutely atrocious. Their defense couldn't stop the Bears for crying out loud. I mean, it's the Bears, but it's not the Bears. Like it's Justin Fields and some other guys. Like that's what it is, and. You know, that the the uh, bears, uh, no, uh, that North Dakota state quarterback for the, for the, uh, Niners, you know, come on rally. He did not look, he looked terrible. That was not a quarterback's game right there. I get it. They were playing in Lake Michigan, I think like Like, the monsoon, but like Justin Fields looked way better. Like I'm ready to call for Jimmy G like bring back Jimmy G. Let's go. Maybe give him a week. So, and now we can talk about yeah. the Packers. Let's go to the Packers because holy cow, were the Packers terrible. Oh yeah, my that, goodness. That was not good. Who wins the NFC North right now? Like, <laughs> I mean, the Bears? Like, <laughs> the Packers look terrible. Vikings. The Vikings, Vikings will win the North. Hey, the Vikings look good. I'll give that. The Vikings look good. So, you know, there were some good games. Danny, I kind of want you to talk about Monday night. You know, I think that you were there in Seattle. At, you weren't at the game, but you know you were in there in Seattle. Let's let's. I want to hear what you think about it, because you you were pretty high on the Broncos, I think, and Russell Wilson. Yeah, you know. Oh wait, timeout. Sorry, guys. I just wanted to make sure if we have three timeouts, that we make sure that we use them and we don't just leave them <laughs> at the end of the game. I just wanted to make sure we'll be back in thirty seconds after this thirty second timeout. I joke. That's just a, a Broncos reference. You know, when you got 40 seconds and three timeouts, I don't know what you're doing. But anyways, sorry, that's my joke. Yeah, I, it, it, it makes no <laughs> sense, though. You're setting up for a 64-yard field goal to win the game when the longest kick ever in Seattle is 56 yards. Like, I don't care You didn't, if you have Justin Tucker back there. Like, you go for it on fourth down. You have Russell freaking Wilson as your quarterback. Like, there's a reason you paid three timeouts, 40 seconds a left, of a billion dollars, right? Right, like, go for it, go for it. I mean, the only thing worse is Lovey Smith punting it and just playing for the tie, right? Like, that's a team giving up on you. But Nathaniel Hackett, 
he's going to have to be better. It's his first game as a head coach. We'll see if, if they make adjustments. I still think the Broncos are going to be good. The AFC West, though, it's going to be interesting. The Raiders did not look good against the Chargers, but they didn't look they terrible. Back, you know, and then, but the one game that was interesting to me, we, we all thought the Bills were going to be good. I don't think they were going to be that good that early. Like, yeah. is it just week one jitters with the with the Chargers? Like, is it a Super Bowl hangover? The, the Rams. I don't mean... know, but like, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. Both so. both Super Bowl teams lose in week one, and you know, and we want to talk about the Bengals real fast, and, and not necessarily about the Bengals, but it's a theme from the Bengals Steelers game, and then kind of a theme all weekend. Do guys not know how to kick? Like, what happened to kickers? Like, how many missed kicks did we have? You know, I mean, one of the best kickers in in uh, in NFL right now in Pittsburgh uh, was it Mason Crosby? Right? Am I am I wrong on that? No. Who am I thinking of? Now my brain's gone crazy. This is why we're well, the fans Evan McPherson. He was so clutch all playoffs last year for the Bengals, and he goes out and he gets his extra point blocked. You know to and they did the have game. a, they did have a, well, it would have won the game. And then, but it did have, you know, he did lose his long snapper. So I'll give him that at least a little bit, but uh, you know, I mean, so is what it is. Boswell. That's what I'm thinking of. Boswell hit the upright so hard that it rang my teeth. Like that he, like, it's still like, it sounded like a tuning fork. He hit the upright so bad. I mean, it was just, there was a lot of missed kicks a lot of teams, I don't know if it's the shorter preseason. I don't know if it's coaches not playing guys. But there was a lot of teams that just didn't look ready for the NFL season. And I, and I just wonder if it's, what do you guys think? Like we shortened up the preseason. We got well, a lot uh, of guys resting. What do you think? Is it something like that? Like we, there was just I, a lot of poor play. What I see is this offseason, how much like dumb drama did you see going on around the league of like, this guy's doing this or who's doing that or all. And I think there was so much focus on that. And then like, you know, sticking, um, um, Aaron Rodgers is so worried about like what stupid celeb like outfit he's going to wear or other stuff like that. The guys aren't just coming focused and ready to play football. I feel like they're just coming out. Like, I don't know, just focused on so many other things that we're not, they're not getting themselves ready to play football and they're just being more celebrities than they are football players. In my opinion. Yeah, I get All it. right. That's, that's a little get off my lawn there, Riley. You're, only, you're not, not even 30 yet. Not, not that here. bad though. Like it, it's real though. Like uh, these guys the, are not getting themselves. I don't in the know mindset. that. I don't know that any of the games were lost because guys weren't in that mindset. I see a lot of guys that weren't prepared and I put that on the coaching staff. Like I'm going to be honest well, with you. There was a lot of underprepared teams that has little to do with whatever superstar little 90 year old dude that Riley has that guys supposed to have bloody teeth and hit each other in the mouth. That's, and whatever. that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying those guys didn't prepare themselves in the preseason. Like you just said, they weren't prepared. That's on the coaching Coming, staff. Maybe. Well, but that's, that's but, because they're allowing you know, those guys is, to do that. Like but this is a byproduct of the NFL wanted that extra game. So we added a 17th game of the season, right? Why more money? And so the players like we're playing an extra game. We're taking away a preseason game. And so I think basically these first two, three weeks of the season 
are the preseason, right? There's more leeway to be able to like make some mistakes early on. Look at what happened with the Packers last year. They were terrible that week one game. They were horrible. What did they do? They went, they went 13 and, you know, they won 13 games after that. And they won, you know, they had the home field advantage in the, in the conference, in the NFC. So I think we don't want to overreact to what's happening week one. It's one week. Whoa. Guys are going to be rusty. But this is almost like a preseason game. Danny, timeout. We're fans. We're supposed to overreact. That's what we do. Like, why are you speaking logically like an analyst or something right Voice now? Of like, reason yeah, don't here. do that. We're fans. We overreact. We're gonna the the sky's falling. The only team that and we're gonna I'm gonna end this this kind of move on from the NFL here in a the minute. The sky is falling. Patriots. How bad was that offense? Well, hey, that, we knew they were gonna be bad. We knew they were gonna be bad. But the one team that the, okay, so here's here's another joke slash riddle for you. What do you call a polygon with five sides? It's a pentagon, right? What do you call a polygon with eight sides? Octagon. An octagon. What do you call a star shape with ten sides? Sitting on the couch during the Super Bowl or what? No, it's a season gone. Season gone. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, the Cowboys, man. I mean, they're done. Dak Prescott's out. They got no receivers. You know, it's CeeDee Lamb and nobody. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I watched that game. Their defense looks pretty good, but, man, they're going to be well, terrible. I just know the last two Super Bowl champions ended up playing the game at home. They just need to have it in Dallas every year to make sure that the home team doesn't play in the Super Bowl ever again. <laughs> it's a valid point. I like That's it. Obviously, we're there's no love lost for the Cowboys here on this podcast. If you're a Cowboys fan, this may not be the podcast for you, or maybe I, it is. Just hit us up in the comments and tell us why we're wrong, <laughs> because obviously you don't have many brain cells left because they're terrible. So, and the biggest issue is I finally put my trust into some sort of a Cowboy product, and it just backfired oh, immediately. Good old Dak Prescott. I huh? went and drafted old Dak Prescott <laughs> thinking, hey, maybe he'll actually do something this year. And like within the first five minutes, he's done, you know, like useless. Okay, that's a great transition. I, I like it. See, that's how we do things. We're becoming professionals here on the show. We're going to transition into a little bit of fantasy football. We're going to recap a little bit from the Sound the Horn Ultimate League. We talked to you guys last week. We got 12 people. We did our draft. So this is week one. We got a lot, a couple new guys. Obviously, the three of us and Danny's son, Jackson, our nephew, is in the league. So that's kind of the only family. Everybody else is you guys listeners and then some friends. Uh you know, I may have led with it, but, you know, one guy got a big fantasy win from the podcast, and that might be this guy right here. Yeah, that would be me. Mm-hmm. We got the dub, and, you know, Danny scored more points than me, sure. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about who you play and getting a win. And, you know, I may have drafted Cam Akers in the fifth round or sixth round somewhere in that area and he got zero points but i still pulled out the w that's what Najee by nature does you know we got heart we're gonna get some dubs and we're gonna keep moving along in the fantasy league this year you know any any thoughts on and fantasy zach week wilson's, one zach wilson's cougars are gonna come back like they they always do um one thing that i'll just say riley you had cooper cup who had like one of the greatest fantasy weeks known to humankind and you lost. Like I get it. Dak went down, but like 
You weren't Dude, even close. Not only, not even, not only just lost. Like he scored like thirty points or something. I think everybody else was negative outside of Cooper Cup or something. Like yeah. he had like okay. eighty points. It was like Con- an congratulations, loss. Ben. You've thrown your shot for the day, like the seventh of them. Okay, <laughs> good job. Congratulations. All right. Yeah. So I sucked. All right. I scored eighty-seven points for those that want to know the real number coming from Ben there. Um, yeah, I may have left like forty or fifty points on the bench between a quarterback that could have actually gotten at least like 17 points, not four from Dak and a couple of wide receivers that sucked, but you know, it is what it is. I, I it's exactly what I would have expected from my own fantasy performance. So I don't, I'm not, I, I can't say I'm disappointed because I'm just not a fantasy guy. It's not what I do. I'm sorry. Uh, spoken like well, a guy that just lost. I, oh, I don't really care that much about it. Like, you know, come on. You got to. Well, I don't. You you li- you literally though. breathe for your fantasy teams, Ben. Like you think you're an actual coach. I'm sorry that like I'm realistic <laughs> in my life. Well, all three of us though, our strategy was we undervalued the tight end, right? Like we we're like we're going let's get as many wide receivers and running backs as possible, so we loaded up, and the Achilles heel in all three of our teams. We have no tight ends. Oh, like, man. Zero points. I got Hunter Henry. I think I got four points out of Hunter Henry. And we're in a PPR league, for crying out loud, people. You know what I mean? You get a point for every reception, and I got four total out of I got z- I got zero points out of my tight end. He literally oh. went in and blocked for a whole game. Like, <laughs> yeah. he was a lineman. That too was, bad. That's what too my... bad you don't get points for pancakes, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe we Come should on, look man. at adding that. <laughs> Uh, we'll keep you up to date on the fantasy league as the season goes along. Probably have some, uh, league members come on as guests of the podcast, friends of the podcast and, and come in and talk. My best friend, Nate, you know, he first year and he's already in first place in his division and second highest score of the week. Like he, he absolutely had a great weekend, so he's loving it. And, uh, that's how we get people into fantasy. So we're going to talk about college football, but before we do that, I want to take a couple minutes it is still baseball season. It's kind of past the dog days of summer. We don't really have any super amazing pennant races at the moment. Uh, but let's let's kind of talk about what is interesting in baseball right now. But wait, hunting down till the playoff time. So first of all, the Red Sox. Oh no! Hang first on. of all, not the Red Sox. I mean, I still do watch them. Let's be honest, diehard Sox fan right here, Red Sox Nation. But they're terrible. My fantasy baseball team started out really hot. Now, all of a sudden, none of them can hit. I don't know. They're using wet noodles or something, and I'm in the playoffs. Perfect time for them to go down. But the Dodgers did clinch this hold, week. Hold, hold on. Hold on, hold on. The Dodgers did clinch this week, but they thought they clinched on, what, like Sunday, and MLB screwed up, and then they celebrated and did champagne, but they hadn't actually clinched yet. Like, what's going on, MLB? You guys can't figure this out? Like, it's not even the Dodgers' fault. That's on Major League Baseball. What's going on here? It's just a double champagne, you know, whatever. Double champagne showers for fun. All right, got it. Yeah. Can we take a second and talk about how delusional you must be if you actually care about your fantasy baseball team? Like, hey, there's. I, I forgot that was even a thing, if I'm being honest. That's where like, fantasy That's where fantasy on. sports started was fantasy baseball. And sure. this, this. And this, died. And, and this league actually has a little bit of, uh, we'll, we'll call them clams on it. And so, you know, it was a $50 buy-in, so. You know, I, I, I'm a little bit invested in that bad boy. You know, I put a lot of time into that over the summer. So, it can't clams inland there in, in Nevada, you know, <laughs> they don't have clams in Nevada. That's for sure. Uh, so, yeah, Dodgers clinched. 
I think we all expected that. We talked about that. Um, the one thing opposite, the opposite end of that is when we did kind of our midseason show talking about midseason baseball, we all assumed that the Yankees would just walk away with the AL East. <laughs> Are they going to win the AL East? Like, my goodness, this is like one of the most epic breakdowns. I think that uh, Aaron Judge's chiropractor, hey, Aaron Judge's chiropractor bill must be they, through the roof because he's got thirty nine other dudes on his back and he's just walking around with them there. They all are the time. they are eight and two in their last ten and they're on a four game winning streak. I mean, well, yeah, because they played the Red Sox. I mean, it, <laughs> it, went, it went downhill hard for a while, but I think they're going to be okay. The thing is, the Yankees just kind of need to get hot. I nothing warms my heart more than seeing the Yank. Well. Seeing the Giants just plummet is even better, but nothing's better than seeing teams like the Yankees die like that. So don't get me wrong, but I think they're going to be fine. They've still got the talent there. If they get hot at the right time, they're a scary baseball team. Absolutely. Danny, what do you think? Well, the Yankees are going to be fine. It's, I mean, the problem is it's the curse of Joey Gallo, you know, like, like if we, uh, we just yeah. got you know, we got to, we didn't address that. We talked about it a lot in mid season after the trade deadline and, you know, Joey Gallo goes to the Dodgers, and they're hotter than any team in baseball, and the Yankees are colder than any team in baseball for about a month and a half. So, I mean, his his one seventy batting average, like it's it's the difference. Like that, that's the difference between that's winning. Obviously, and huge, obviously that's huge it. difference. Obviously, that's it. I, well, what we haven't talked about too, though, Major League Baseball rule changes, and like I'm super excited about these. If you you, you saw. They're expanding the bases from 15 inches to 18 inches each way, which I love. Why? They're more action. Like they're doing it for safety, but it's also more stolen bases, getting more people moving. Riley's going to hate this as a pitcher, but I also think no. tremendous move where you can only pick over at a runner twice. The third time, if you try to pick over, you have to, you have to pick them off. Otherwise it's an automatic balk, right? So Pitchers have to be more deliberate about their timing, about, you know, slide, you know, their slide steps. They have to try to keep the runners going in different ways. And it adds an extra element. If you've already thrown over twice, what do you do as a runner now? Do you take a big league lead and try to entice a throw? Like, I don't know. It just adds extra dimension to the game. I love it. And then banning the shift. I saw this thing where it was like, a fake interview with Joey Gallo where he was saying, he's like, Oh, I don't know. I don't like it. You know, skilled hitters should be able to go the other way. I just thought it was funny. Um, yeah. And we'll talk more of that about that maybe in this off season. And we'll get into that Riley. Well, I'll let you debate later. I don't want to take up too much time on that, but my one thought is, is if we make the bases any bigger, Jose Altuve looks like, is going to look like he's standing on a wrestling mat or something like, I mean, how much bigger can we make it? That guy's like five foot two or something. Like what, what's going to happen? He's going to look like a, I don't know, like he's playing T-ball or something. Anyway, so I digress. I want to talk real quick before we come off of baseball though, guys, Albert Pujols and, and Aaron judge. We talked about this a little bit at this point. It looks like maybe both of them are going to get to at least Aaron Judge is going to at least looks like he's going to pass Roger Maris for the Yankee record, right? He's at 57. Oh, for sure. He's at 57. Yeah. He's got fit in two for weeks, sure. two and a half weeks left or so. Three weeks, yeah. two and a half weeks, something like that. Yeah. And uh, the next one is, is do we think that Pools is going to get to 700? He's sitting. He, I, I'm happy he passed A-Rod. That's number one for me. Like, that's great. Move A-Rod down the bottom of the list. As far as I'm concerned, I hate the guy. 
So I'm super happy that he passed A-Rod. However, do we, do we think he's going to get to 700? That's the biggest accomplishment in all of it, though, is just getting past A-Rod because yeah. nobody likes A-Rod. Like, come on, let's get real. So, But I do think he's going to – I mean, I'm hoping, I'm cheering that he's going to get to 700. How can you not love a guy who literally passes somebody on the home run list when the people go to return that ball, he gives it back to them with two more baseballs. Like the dude's just a baseball hero. Like you can't not love fat Albert. He's just the guy. And so I think everyone in baseball is cheering for him at this point, somebody just throw him a floater. Like let's let the guy get to 700. Like I want to see it happen. Like uh, don't, don't give on. it to him. No, I don't want, I don't want to cheat it either. I agree with you there. I don't know, but I mean, yeah. like, you know what I mean? I, I don't know if he's going to get enough at-bats, you know, like there's still, you know, the, the Cardinals are starting to break away. So I think he might get a little bit more playing time, but they've got a really good offense. There's just not a lot of at-bats for him. And he's, he's at a really good pace, right? Like the, his home run pace is tremendous. It's just, does he get enough opportunities? I don't know. Like three, there's still time, three home runs with the few opportunities he has. I just don't know if it's enough. You know what I miss is that this is Sports Center commercials, and I saw the old one with Albert Pujols at the coffee machine the other day. It was no, on for some reason. The machine. I'm, not a, I'm just Albert. I'm not a machine. Why did Why you not you... destroy them, Albert? Shut Why up. Why didn't you eliminate them, Albert? <laughs> I love those. Anyways, I digress. Like that's what I think of, and that's just Albert Pujols. He just is something else. All right, so let's transition to our last topic of the night and the week. Actually. We're going to come back to the NFL. I skipped something. This is why Danny's usually the, the lead guy. I, I wanted to talk Chargers Chiefs. We'll get that at the end. That's coming up. Um, you guys are going to listen to this on Thursday, so that's coming up, we'll say, tonight. Uh, Amazon Prime, first time on Amazon Prime, Thursday night football. Should be fun. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. College football. We had another great weekend of college football. Obviously, Danny was playing the Celebrate Good Times. BYU getting the big dub over Baylor. It was an exciting game. We went to overtime. Probably shouldn't have went to overtime. Once again, you know, it's just what it is. Kickers. 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 You know, we talked about it. It was college football and in the NFL. Nobody can do kickers. I don't know what it is. But they get the big dub. That's not the point. They jump up to 12. Uh, we'll see what happens. They got another. We'll go on. It's a great game. Well, if Danny, do you want to elaborate more? Do you want to say anything more about the Cougars and the big dub against the Bears of Baylor? I'm going to give no, you the just, floor on that. They, they're looking good. You know, like the defense is looking stout. I think the running game is a bit of a concern. Oregon's going to be a test. You know, Oregon got drubbed by, by Georgia, but they went out and beat Eastern Washington. And Eastern Washington, Riley, you know, because they're an FCF school, FCS school, like they're they're a real program and they went out and beat them 70 to 14. So I think Oregon's not as bad as what they showed against Georgia, either that or Georgia's just that good. Right. But like, this is going to be a real game, man. I'm just excited. If BYU can beat Oregon, man, are we talking playoff contender? I don't know. Like I'm just I'm a, long, a long I'm way to go on that, but that, it puts them in the running. And, and first of all, I'm a little offended. You know, I've probably been to more FCS games than Riley has because I went to a school in Idaho called Idaho State University that's actually in the exact same conference as Eastern Washington. I don't know if you knew that at the Big Sky. I've seen Eastern Washington play 
in Holt Arena on the turf. You know, you know. I mean, I've been there. Like I've seen them play. I've, okay. I've watched a lot of FCS games. Let's. You I'll, know. I'll I'll send you a card for your feelings. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I just, you sorry, know, sorry it, you're upset there, Ben. Because cut, cut me real deep right now. Your Pocatello, Idaho blood didn't get. Go Bengals. Didn't get recognized. Go Bengals. All right. Wait, wait, I was talking about like real contenders in the FCS. You right. Know, right. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I mean, we were never contenders. I get that. I get that. But still, Bengals. Go Bengals. All right. And the last time they were contender, Jared Allen was a defensive the, end. The there. Bengals. And he's now had an NFL career and then retired and Hall of Fame. And Let's, yeah, he was that was the last time. And they didn't even make the playoffs then. That was just when they were <laughs> a playoff contender, let alone actually a contender. The Bengals aren't even the best FCS team in Idaho right now. No, like, that's Idaho and they look pretty Idaho. good. We're not Idaho gonna talk about the Vandals. We don't talk about the Vandals. <laughs> but man, they do look pretty good for an FCS school. They're surprising a little bit this year. That's deep college football. Let's talk about three we're, we're not getting into we're not talking the Vandals. This is too much. Yeah, it's way now. too deep. We gotta keep going back into real college football here. Three top ten teams lost. Obviously we talked about the Baylor Bears, but we also had Notre Dame taking the big loss to We Are. Marshall. There we Marshall. go. I was waiting on that got one. Come on, I got guys. you. Sorry. My hey, mic was muted. That's I, had to I figured it. that was it. Thank you. Uh, I, I should have warned you guys I was going to do that. And then obviously A&M with the big loss to Appalachian State. Um, college game day is going to be there in Boone, North Carolina for the Appalachian State and whoever else they're playing in the Sun Belt. I don't remember. Troy or something. I don't know. So obviously I think that the game of the week is BYU-Oregon. Danny talked about that. We're going to get into that here in a little bit. But what do we think hey, about before, – I... Before you get there, though. Notre Dame and Texas A&M. What I love about this, both games, they paid the they paid the opponents a million and a half in a money game, so that they didn't have to return the home game, thinking it's a cupcake for them to come in and lose and beat them. Like I just love it. Hey, like, here we're gonna give I you wanna... a bunch of money to come lose, and we and, and you beat us. This is great. You guys know that I am obviously a super humble guy. And that I'm, I'm always willing to, you know, step down. I don't like to brag about my accomplishments and different things. That's not me. That's not who I am. Yeah, never. But, <laughs> however, I do want to stand up on this one right now. I sat there and ragged on Notre Dame a couple weeks ago. And last week, two last two podcasts. I'm sick and tired of these guys getting the benefit of the doubt and getting these high rankings. They're now 0-2. They lost to Ohio State, and they got rolled by Ohio State. Then they come back to home, and they can't even get in the end zone and see touchdown Jesus, and they lose to Marshall. Like, what, the Thunder and Herd coming out? Like, the Sun Belt had a great week, but, like, really? Come on. Like, I'm sick and tired of Notre Dame. Can we stop ranking them in the top ten every year for them to go 6-6? Six and six? Like, it's it's tiring. Hey, it's hard to play against a team when Matthew McConaughey is their coach, dude. Like, that's distracting. Come on. All right. If anything, McConaughey is a Texas guy, so let's let's get off that, Marshall. Real quick, fan issue here, though. In reacting to the BYU game. So, BYU, you know, it's a big game. Double overtime. Beat Baylor at home. Fans storm the field. I feel like it's a little much, but I get it, right? It's but a top 10 win. Worse than that. Yeah, worse than that. Texas Tech, right? Big 12, like this is a big program. Houston, not yet Big 12, like small program. You know, they're, they're not Texas Tech, right? Texas Tech wins at home and the students storm the field and take down the goalposts. Fair or foul? I, to me, man, well, it's an exciting game. I get it. Houston's hyped. Yeah, but Houston was but, like, what, 21? 
They weren't even like, like top 20. They're not even top 20. They're top 25, but barely. Like, what are you doing in the Red Raiders there in Lubbock? Like, you ha- you can't do that. This is shades of back in the day. Scott Van Pelt used to run a section on his radio show. We're talking 10, 15 years ago, but it was the uh, Storm the Field Committee or Storm the Court Committee. Same type of thing. We can get into this in college basketball in a few months. But this is a total foul. Like, the BYU one, I get it. It's top 10. It's a little suspect. Like, act like you've been there before you want to be a playoff team. you got to, like, kind of do that. Like, but I get it. Big win in Provo. But they've had big wins. Calm down. But Texas Tech, you're in the Big 12. And you'll be the Conference USA. Granted, going to be a Big 12 team here in a couple years. Or American. Whatever. American. Oh, they're American. USA whatever. Anymore. It doesn't matter. They used to be Conference USA. They're going to be Big 12, like, what, next year, the year after, whatever? Next year. Next yeah. year. Okay. So now you're going to storm the field when you win a conference game? Come on. And it's not even conference. I mean, if they beat Texas, if they beat Texas at home, sure. But like Houston? Houston Riley, Riley what on. do you think? I, I think aside from a rivalry game or like late in the year, big time, like must have win. Why are you ever storming the field? Second week of the season, you're storming the field. Like to me, that shows weakness in a program. Like, you don't think you're good enough to truly compete. So you have to storm the field with any kind of success, right? It's, it's the same thing we talk about, even with like, and I know I'm, I'm talking, but it's the same thing you see in like high school programs. When you see a program just lose their minds when they beat you in week three of the season, like it's because they don't truly think that they're going to be able to always have that success. They're not used to the success. Like Ben said, act like you've been there before. Storm the field when it's something that's huge. Yeah, but like, even for I, and B- I get that even for BYU. So uh, this could age poorly. You know, we say we say wine ages with time and makes it better, right? This could age poorly. We don't know. It's week two. Baylor could end up not being a bowl team, and yeah, they were ranked top ten at the time. But what happens when they go five and seven and don't make the bowl? And now you're storming the field on a team that didn't even get, make it to a bowl game. So you can't do it this early. Sure, if you're clinching in the last week and you're top five at that point, sure, cool. Or you win, if you get to your conference title game in a big rivalry game, or you know, even Texas, Oklahoma, they're not going to storm the field. Like, and anytime you're making big, like you can't moves storm the field or, at the Cotton Bowl. I know you can't, right? But but anytime you're making they big moves and you're doing stuff like that early in the season, it's just I don't think it's a good idea. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, Even if Texas and Danny, you're an alum, so stand with this because we're uh, let's move on, and I, and I'm gonna bring this point, but also transition. If Texas wins that game against Alabama, are they storming the field? No, no. But why? Not not, not because they're not not because they're not excited. But because, like, we're trying to get to the tailgate party after the game, right? Like, like we can't get out of the field. Like, there's there's stuff to do in Austin, right? Like that game's over. I got stuff to go do. You know, like like because Texas fans serious, know, no, but it's because because they know what it's Texas, like to win, right? Like, like we should win. We should be a great program. But they're not gonna. And, but they nobody thought that they were gonna. We sat here and predicted that game last week, and I called it the closest because I said it was going to be a two touchdown game, and I wasn't that close. Like Texas should have won that game with right. a backup quarterback, except for you know, I mean, outside of one great play by the Heisman Trophy winner, you know, I mean, but Texas doesn't storm the and field, kick. and that would have been a way better win than BYU beating Baylor. Let alone let's not even talking about Texas Tech and Houston, like. 
and they wouldn't have stormed the field. So that's my yeah. point that I was getting at. Like, and, and what a game! I, I wanted I to think, bring it up. Like Danny was bragging on. Or I, ragging I think it also on depends on the game, though. Like, I think it, it depends, though. If there's a just to defend the, the field storming, both Texas Tech and BYU double overtime, highly emotional, close games came down right at the last moment, and as a fan who has rushed the field because it's awesome and so much fun, like getting caught up in the emotion of it and just getting down there and celebrating with the team. Like there's nothing, nothing beats that nothing beats it. But I mean, in, as a neutral observer watching from home, it is a, what are you doing? So like, I will say hey, out of a three person, of it is fun. this is the three person storming the court field committee. And we have ruled that I think, personally, my vote is that both storming the fields were foul and out of line. And um, that's one vote for both of them. Not just Texas Tech, but BYU too. Riley. Make, make it two. I, I think it's too early and not the right game to be storming the field. I think the committee has ruled. Both are foul. Call me a homer, but I will defend <laughs> BYU. Texas um, Tech is out of line. And take it, the goalpost, the goalpost should not come down. Well, like, a lot of them yeah, have yeah. a lot of fields have those goalposts that come down automatically nowadays, so that we avoid that. But so they uh, don't be breaking them. Yeah, they don't be breaking them. Uh, great weekend of college football. There was a lot of fun. Texas should have won that game. Like nobody could have saw that coming. Backup quarterback, what's his name, goes down with a shoulder on a dirty play. I think by Alabama, and they're in the Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers. That was a dirty play, right? We're all in agreement on that. Driving him into yeah, the ground. Drive the quarterback there. Like Come on. And it hurt his right. shoulder yeah. or collarbone or whatever it is. Shoulder collarbone. Um, great game, though. So I'm interested to see. Maybe Alabama's not that good. Maybe Texas is better than we thought. I don't know. We'll have to we, wait and see how it plays out. Maybe it's just a fluke. I can't wait for the Red River rivalry, though, because I think that, you know, Texas may be better than we thought. And uh, I think that they'll have a chance against Oklahoma. Bryce Young's still a stud, though. Bryce Young. Won that game single-handedly, like. So, did you see Nick Saban yelling at his players for doing the upside-down horns logo? I thought that that was actually a classy move by Nick Saban, who usually I don't see as a classy guy, uh, but that was a classy move by him. Um, so, yeah, let's move on to the to the. We're kind of wrapping up here. Let's move on. We're going to do some predictions here. So, first, college football. Not a lot of big games this weekend. Uh, it's kind of still early in the season. We got a lot of powder puffs and different things, and you never know what's going to happen. Obviously, but I think the game of the week is probably BYU Oregon. Uh, so let's let's pick it. I know that that's Danny's homer team. So Danny, I'm going to let you go last and talk about BYU. I'm going to go ahead and predict. I think that BYU is better than people want to give them credit for. That defense looks legit. That defense is going everywhere. Saturday night, there was blue jerseys. Wherever you looked, there was five or six guys around the ball. They were there. They were moving. They were hitting. They were physical. And they dominated a lot on the defensive side of the football. The offense has a little bit to go. I think it'll help once they get some of their receivers back with Romney and I can't remember the other guy's name. But they're going to be better on offense. They're going to be better on offense. Um, but the defense looks legit. I think that they're going to be able to hold Oregon, and I don't think Oregon's going to be able to hold them. I don't think Oregon's defense is good enough, you know, based off of what I saw with Florida this week against Kentucky. They didn't look like the same team that beat Oregon. 
Kentucky's pretty good, but they're not that good. So if that's with Oregon, compare, compare. I'm going to go ahead and take BYU by a touchdown. Riley. I I Piggybacking off your, your defense talk, I mean, when it comes to double overtime games, a lot of times what you see is offenses scoring and then another offense responding. And I thought it was cool to see it come down to, like, defense doing the job, offense having a chance to win. Like, no, that granted does say that BYU's offense needs some – needs to fire on some other cylinders and get some stuff done. And their kicker needs to like kick for a week straight and not let that happen again. But that being said, I think BYU is a more well-rounded team than Oregon. And I think that that's going to play well. I mean, Oregon can get excited. Oregon's been the same thing at Oregon for years that they're just this streaky, like they want to be flashy athletic type, school and i think that that just doesn't bode well especially once you get a physical defensive team like byu and i think that's going to be that that's going to hurt them and i think byu is going to take them down so i'm going to say byu and i'm going to go actually a bigger margin i'm going to say they win by 10 not a huge margin a little bigger just a tad 10 points danny right now i mean oregon's a three and a half point favorite in this game going into it and, you know, it's, I think it's hard. It's hard to get a read on that first game against Georgia. Like things went south so quickly. Like who is Oregon? Like which team are they? Are they the Georgia team or are they the Eastern Washington team? Oh, um, they played Georgia, not Florida. A bit. What's I'm, that? I'm a moron. They played Georgia, not Florida, huh? Yeah, Florida Georgia. played Utah. Utah. My bad. Wrong Utah. Pac-12 team. Yeah. But, and you know, looking at this, you saw this a little bit last year, right? Where Oregon went out and they beat Ohio state. And then they, they laid an egg twice against Utah. Right. So like which Oregon team is showing up, they've got a new coach. I, I think it's going to be lower scoring than, than, you know, what, what you guys are, are looking at here. BYU is, is defense. Don't make mistakes on offense, ball control. If Puka Nakua is back, I think that's going to make a huge, you know, impact on the offense to be able to get him going. Ultimately, I think BYU wins by a touchdown, like 28-21 is kind of my score prediction. I think the the over-under is at a 58. I'm going the under. I don't think there's it's going to be as high scoring as as we may think. And as long as the defense stays healthy, like BYU is going to be able to stop a lot of teams. That Baylor team was that was a tough offense that could run the ball and they got they didn't they didn't get anywhere. They couldn't pass the ball. So I think the defense kind of sets the Did we lose Danny? Are you there? Oh, there oh you're back. back. Okay. We oh, lost I'm you back. for a sec. Oh, sorry. All right. That was a 28-21. BYU wins by a touchdown. Yeah, you said the defense sets the tone. Is that what you were saying? All right. Yeah, copy. That's what I thought. Oh, we got to that part. All right. Next. So, that's our college football prediction. I, you you know, you were right last week on the over-under with the BYU-Baylor, but barely. With that overtime, I was thinking, BYU's going to win by a touchdown, right? And then – and I, or not a touchdown, a field goal. And I said that I wouldn't give the three and a half because it's three and a half. But BYU would win. That's too big a margin. I almost looked like a genius because the over almost happened with the overtime. I was going to be rubbing that in, but it didn't quite happen that way. So, uh, alas, you were right. I'll give it to you. All right, NFL. Moving on, we're going to talk tonight. Chargers, Chiefs. The Chiefs looked amazing. The Chargers looked 
decent, but I watched that entire game against the Raiders because I live we live here in Nevada, and uh, the Raiders actually I think looked better than people want to give them credit for, and that was a pretty close game. Justin Herbert looked great. I think that the Chargers are legit. My prediction, and I'm going to go actually, Danny, go first. Chargers, Chief, Chargers, Chiefs tonight, Amazon Prime Thursday night football. Go. Chiefs win. Chiefs take it. A high scoring game, though. I think Chiefs win. Like Who plays 35. better, Herbert or Mahomes? Mahomes. But it's close. But I'm taking like 35 31. I think it's a high scoring game. Chiefs end up winning. Riley. I'm, I'm going to say a high scoring as, a, as well. I think the Chiefs are going to take them down. I mean, I know y'all are big loving on the Chargers, but I just I, I haven't come to trust them yet. They look good, but, I mean, the Raiders are a good team, but they're not a great team. Um, they were a I mean, playoff team last year. Everyone's a playoff team. It's like They added Devontae Adams. They were a playoff team, and they added Devontae Adams. And I'll give you that. They lost – like. They won a lot of crazy, weird overtime games last year. Like, so I, I have a hard time trusting how good they were last year. But they, I mean, I don't know. I still haven't come to trust the Chargers, and I might get proved wrong. And like, I'll I'll happily give that to you, Ben, if that happens, because I know Ben is big on the Chargers right now. But I'm gonna say the Chiefs take it, and I'm gonna say they take it by probably a touchdown. Okay. So I'm gonna go, and I, like I said, I, yes, I am big on the Chargers. I think that they're good. I'm a big believer in Justin Herbert. I think that we're in for a quarterback matchup that's Peyton Brady-esque between Herbert and and Mahomes. The biggest problem is they play in the same division, you know. But I digress. As far as the game tonight, it's an over-under line right now at 52.5. I'm going to actually take the under. I'm going to disagree with you, too. I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. And the reason I say that is these Thursday night games, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the shorter time, but these Thursday night games seem to be a lower scoring affair almost all the time. More defensive minded. I don't know if the offenses don't have enough time to prepare, having only three days. I don't, I don't know if it, what it is exactly, but it always seems to be a little bit of a lower scoring affair. The Chiefs got a three point line. Obviously, it's the Chiefs at home. That's basically meaning it's a pick em game minus the line. I think that the Chargers are going to come in. The Chiefs are rolling after last week. Don't be surprised for the Chargers to come in in a lower scoring affair and take the dub on this one. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Chargers close, like a, a field goal. But I think it's going to be a lower scoring game, like a 24-21, you know, 27-24. We're going to be looking really close at that over-under, and I think it's actually going to be under. I think it's going to be a little bit more of a defensive battle than you realize, partly because of the Thursday night game aspect. Yeah. That's good. We'll, we'll see what happens. And I know, Riley, we've been giving you a hard time about Trey Lance and your Bison, but I will just say – you got to celebrate. Carson Wentz looks like he can play quarterback again. So <laughs> we'll yeah, see if it see if it lasts. We well, for one week, anyways. You <laughs> yeah, know? let's see if it, let's see if it lasts. <laughs> and and I will. And I even before we started recording, I know I was giving Riley crap, saying, you know, we're going for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. But I think that you know the the Niners got to give Trey Lance another shot, at least for another couple weeks. That week one game, I mean, that field was soaked. It was wet. It was raining. They might as well be playing in a hurricane, and it was already a two-inch swimming pool when they started the game. I don't think that was a fair assessment of him, 
and uh, I'm interested to see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Um, outside Man, of that, how good, is, how good are the quarterbacks in the AFC right now, though? I mean, you're talking Herbert, Mahomes, but then you're not even talking Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, like. And how great did how great, great did Josh Allen look? You know that Thursday night game, like. Man. man, he looks like a you. different level. M- MVP. And, and and Lamar Jackson looks pretty dang good, too. I think that was a big one for Wake in our fantasy league. He has Lamar Jackson. And, man, Lamar Jackson throwing the ball. Like, he didn't miss Hollywood Brown no, or I any of these Lamar guys. Jackson. Oh, you had Lamar Jackson? Oh, copy that. Yeah. I was thinking for some reason I think of Wake at him. All right. No, that's another league. I have Herbert. Never mind. You're right. I thought Wake at him. Good call. All right, that's a problem when you get multiple leagues. You forget which ones you have on which league. I've, I've been there. Uh, outside of that, there's some good weekend games on, on Sunday. And, uh, you know, we'll wrap it up with the Vikings and the Eagles. The Eagles actually look really good. Jalen Hurts look good. I know we didn't talk about them. The Vikings look good. So that should be a fun game for Monday night. We actually get two games this Monday night. We also have the Titans and the Bills on Monday night. So we're getting a doubleheader Monday night action this week. Um, so should be fun. Um, anything else you guys want to add before we sign off? I got nothing else, really. I think that, you know, I'm just excited for football. We're wrapping up the baseball season. I can't wait for, you know, October baseball is a different level. As hot as it's been here, maybe it won't be cold October baseball. I don't know. Maybe it'll cool off. But, I, I you know, it's just no. I'm excited football's back. I feel I feel alive again. I'll say go Cougs. And I will just say, not that it's going to happen, but. If Boise State somehow miraculously upsets BYU, I better not see either of you rushing down that, on that field there. You know, like act like you've been there before. Oh, right? I, so, I will not. Broncos, you know, I'm way. Not, you not know, a field I'm. Rusher. You know, I'm way too old field and fat. Committee. You know, I'm way too old and fat to be climbing over walls and jumping down on fields <laughs> and stuff. Come on, that's not me. Scaling, scaling. I'll watch from the stands and, and stuff. Yeah, that's not me. Come on, get out of here. <laughs> I'm just saying, you, you better go stand and stand guard and make, keep those Broncos off that field, all right? Fan there, rushing There will only be like 30 people there. I don't even know what you're talking about. We can't get enough people out to watch the games. Uh, anyways, uh, hey, let, let's keep it safe out there, you guys. Uh, I know, Riley, you know we're dealing with some serious smoke out here, so a lot of our listeners may be here in the northern Nevada. You know, stay inside, try to keep your health and uh, – might as well get excuse to watch a lot of football this weekend. So stay in, avoid the smoke, and watch a lot of football. Uh, should be fun. Should be a good Saturday. Should be a good Sunday. Should be a good Monday night. It all starts tonight. That'll be Thursday night. Uh, Chargers and Chiefs. Other than that, I think that we wrapped it up. Anything else? Catch us next week. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, BYU losing to Oregon. Anyways, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, hit us up, check it out, tell your friends. We'll be trying to do more things on Facebook and Instagram, get some stories going. So, other than that, we'll wrap it up. We'll talk to you guys next week. We out.